So today I want to talk about finishing strong. I don't have a whole lot of time right now, but um, uh, if you guys will let me talk to you for a bit uh, and hang out, um, I get some truth over to you. Is that all right? Yeah. So, so uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse ten, it says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Uh, the Amplified says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him, draw your strength from him, that strength which is boundless, that his boundless might provides. So, so here we see instructions after um, Ephesians 6. Many of you are familiar with God's word and know Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. It talks about, uh, you know, principalities and powers and dominions, might, uh, spiritual wickedness on high places. And here we are armoring up. And then finally he says, be strong. Everybody say, be strong. Be strong. Uh, say this, I'm strong. I'm strong. Say it again, I'm strong. I'm strong. Uh, one more time, I'm strong. I'm so we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We have this going on. Uh, by the way, just let me ask you something. When you said that three times, did you feel that register? It changes you right away. And so we, we have to, it's, it's, it's not enough just to read it and have it go into our eyes and in, in our brain. We have to give voice to it. Just like worship, um, and, and, and when you embolden worship, it changes and goes to another level. And when you embolden speaking the word, it goes to another level. I'm strong. I'm strong. Amen. You feel that? You got that? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever uh, watch TV much, but uh, uh, Denzel Washington uh, uh, played in a movie, that, and, and it was um, uh, the Titans. Remember the Titans, you know? And uh, those boys, once they got it together, you know, and got working together, then, then it's like, how strong are you? And he's like, I'm too strong, you know? And you just feel that kind of energy and that kind of uh, conviction, you know? And that's what we have to have when we comes to God's word. To be strong, we have to start declaring, I'm strong. I'm strong. Well, how strong am I? I'm too strong. Well, how strong is too strong? That means God, the all strength of all the universe, dwells and resides in me. That means there is absolutely nothing that registers on the scale coming in comparison to how strong I am today. Praise God. Woo! Ha ha! Right? So, so finally, my brethren, be strong. It says he's wrapping things up. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might because that's what it's going to take to win in life. That's what it's going to take to be a strong finisher is to be strong. Amen? Glory to God. In the Message Bible, listen to the message. It says, God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to you so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Woo! Glory to God. And we go to Deuteronomy. We know this, many know Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Woo! Come on now. Are we strong? Come on. We are strong. We have to shake ourselves. We have to stir ourselves up. And stop defining ourselves by others. Stop defining ourselves by the circumstances. Stop defining ourselves by what our mama told us, daddy told us, brothers and sisters told us. Start defining yourself by God's word. Hallelujah. Don't make excuses for being weak. 
If you are weak, the Bible says, let the weak say what? <laughs> I'm too strong. <laughs> Woo, come on now. God is so good. Hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> Philippians, listen, th- let's go there. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, we're going to look at. This is the King James right now. It says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Well, you're not perfect. Not yet. Now, now I, I kind of don't like to say this, but um, a lot of people will uh, use it as an excuse to say, well, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I believe that's a whole different conversation, just so you know. And I want to define the word perfect here so you understand. Uh, because uh, when, when Christians say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm a sinner. And they start making excuses for acting wrong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have no excuses. <laughs> there's no excuses. Everybody say there's no excuses. But here, this word perfect, let me, let me give you a, a, a definition. It means ripe, mature, perfect, or complete. So I'm not ripe, mature, or perfect, or complete. Uh, and and uh, it goes on to say, set out for a point or a goal. So, so we're, we're looking to get somewhere that I haven't arrived yet. So when he says, I'm not perfect, it means I haven't arrived to my destination. Each of us have a destination. Each of us have a purpose. Each of us have a, a prize that we're, we're, we're t- working towards for the kingdom of God because God has his hand on your life to do that thing and to fulfill all it is to get to that point, if you will. So when he says perfect, he's not talking about, you know, well, I make mistakes and I'm doing it. No, he's saying, I haven't reached my goal. You understand the difference? When people say, well, nobody's perfect, that's not, has nothing to do with this right here. Paul is saying, I'm going somewhere that I haven't arrived to yet. (laughs) Y'all with me? All right. Just wanted to get that word perfect defined. Then it says, so not as though I had already attained, either were already being perfect, but I follow after. And this is worthy of definition as well. I follow after. This is the word dioko, if you will. D-I-O-K-O is the Greek word. Uh, But it actually means to pursue. Uh, ensue or follow after, given to, uh, press towards. So I haven't made it to the destination, but this is what I'm doing is I'm pursuing, I'm pressing. This is a conscious effort. Yeah, this is not a, oh yeah, I'll get to it. No, this is, I am thinking about it. I am getting ready to obtain it. I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm going to press. I'm going to push. I'm going to do everything in my power to get where I need to go. I'm not letting myself be distracted. Ha! Ha! This reminds me of Jesus when, when he's talking about what he's going to do. And Peter says, oh, not so, Lord. And, you know, it, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Does anybody have some people around you you need to say that to? The purpose of God, the plan of God, the, 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 to get where you want to go. And you know, that had to hurt. I know it would hurt my feelings if I was Peter. I'm like, dang, I was just saying I love you and I don't want you to go away. And he's like, now I'm the devil. Oh, God, my God. 
But Jesus had so much focus, so much pressing in him. We look at his life and his example, and he set his face, as it were, a flint towards the cross. After the Garden of Gethsemane, he set his face toward it. For what? The joy that was set before him. That was his goal. That was his purpose of life. That's why he was born. That's why he lived, was to do this thing. And, and so anything that would come against that would be the enemy trying to distract, trying to hinder, trying to slow down, trying to prevent. But Satan cannot prevent Jesus. And if he can't prevent Jesus, he can't prevent you from reaching your goal. He can't prevent you. He can't slow you down. He can't distract you if you don't allow him to. Aha. Woo-wee. Come on now. <laughs> it actually, another, another uh, definition of the, of the word dioko is to hunt. Is to hunt. And so, so we, you know, I, I'm a hunter. Actually, I'm going hunting next week and taking my son and uh, Warren with me to go hunting. But man, there's so much to hunting, you know. So much hunting. You know, a lot of people, I'd like to go hunting with you. You know, I'm like, okay, all right, well. You might want to learn some stuff, get some stuff together in your life first. And, you know, just try to explain some of the details and complexities. And, and uh, so, so uh, one of the thing is, is that you need to be prepared. Isn't that right? Or it would be good if, if you want to actually kill an animal. Yeah, deer are pretty smart. You know, most of the animals are very intelligent. And so, so man, you, you have to be ready. If you're going to bag a deer, Preparation. So I want to give you a few um, pointers about preparation that are very good analogies for us getting to the place that we need to go. And uh, so first of all, is that you would have to know what it is that you're trying to catch up to, what their habits are. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So I can't go out there with a fishing pole trying to get a deer. So I have to understand uh, the animal. I need to understand its habitat, how, how it acts, what it, when, when it is that I can possibly see the thing and how I'm going to see it. And so I'm going to prepare for that. I want to know, uh, in this case, taking it over into our analogy, we need to know what we're up against. We need to know how um, uh, life works, how the enemy operates. Y'all with me? And we do have enemies to our goal, as we've already said. Uh, so... so uh, uh, nobody really accidentally bags a gear, deer unless you hit it on the road, you know, when you're driving. You understand? And that's cool. I'd probably throw it in the trunk. But anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so we need to glean from our experiences of life as well. Isn't that right? If we're going to learn, I've come so far. I've been hunting for years and I, I, I kind of laugh at how I used to, I, I found a picture of myself in, in, uh, as a hunter back in the day. I had my, uh, this blue ski jacket on, you know, and, and some ugly looking pants. And, and uh, I had them old tennis shoes. Uh, Minister Ty, do you remember them old tennis shoes that had the black and white stripes on them back in the day? It looked like a zebra, those shoes. I think they were, Jordan did it or somebody did it. But I mean, I had some of those. I was hunting like that. Yeah, no, I didn't hit nothing. Didn't see nothing. You can see all the animals getting together to laugh at me, probably. They're like, what is that? <laughs> and so, so I really didn't know a lot and, uh, and uh, began to develop and, and build my knowledge and understanding 
of the thing, of the hunt. And, and uh, so we need to know exactly what we're doing. It helps a lot. And so gleaning from others, praise God. Gleaning from others. People who've already uh, are so far on their race. Does that make sense? They've already gone through that course that you're going through and they can help you. I tell you what, that's huge. Huge. I got David, David has just come to the Lord, is new to the church, and it's just such a, a joy to talk to him and people that are hungry. Uh, incidentally, the, the, both parties always get help in that, just so you know. Yeah. I might be the one helping, but I, I remember where I came from at the same time. And it's so inspiring and sometimes convicting. Yeah. We were sitting with David, we were having, having a dinner after fasting and prayer, and and he said, I wish church was longer. And I felt the other people go, oh, Lord. But I, I, I was convicted too. I was like, man, I remember that person in him. And I would keep friend, a friend up till four in the morning, had to work at six. I mean, I had no mercy. I was so hungry, wanted to know everything. So that hunger, that drive, that pressing, I, that's pressing. And we, you know, this was on Friday night, we were eating, and he said, is there anything at church tomorrow? And see, he was at the 8 o'clock, and he's at the 10, he's hungry. So you, you want to know what it's going to take? You know, it's, it's, it's an, a conscious effort to know and live for God and walk with God. He loves you more than you can even imagine. He desires this for you more than you can even sense or feel. God wants to, to come into the life, of the circumstances of your life and family and move so bad. But we want, have to press. God, I want you. God, I need you to be in the middle of everything I do. Will you come? Praise God. Hallelujah. That passion. Glory to Jesus. I love it. Ran into somebody else like that. I mean, it's just so convicting that we get busy with our Christianity. We get busy with life. We get busy with things that aren't really at the top of the list. Got to have this and that. Do that. Do this. Man. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we glean from others. Discipleship is really key. We should all have somebody who we look up to, somebody that we're running with, and somebody that we're pulling along. Everybody should be doing it. Does that make sense? So I've duplicated myself in the area of hunting. I, I took my uh, secretary and her family, not my, just my secretary, her family, with me hunting, and it, it, they all became hunters immediately. <laughs> I didn't think her son Dylan would come back from there. You know, I mean, he, he shot a giant buck. He was messed up. He's like, I'm never leaving this spot right here, you know. <laughs> but he, he's a hunter. He's probably more into it than I am. And uh, they, they just became hunters. So, so we're duplicating ourselves. And so now I'm taking Warren. He's never been. And I have a feeling it's going to be no different for him. When he's, as soon as he gets that, that excitement and, the prize, and it's not just about killing an animal, believe me, or eating it, believe me. It's the whole experience. I just love God's creation. And we see way more animals than we actually shoot, just so you know. And it's just such a blessing. 
and to be able to impart this, this gift to them and, and show them. Jojo says, Daddy, I, I love to go hunting with you, and I want to be able to take my boys hunting when I, when I have children. I say, well, that's great, hon. We're just going to have to get you to some glasses or something. I don't know what it is. But it's, 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 Benjamin, when I took him hunting with me, this is off, off point, but when I took him hunting with me, we were, we were in this place that was just loaded with deer, except they were, had so much cover we couldn't get to them. And I, I, Brian and I stopped, and I said, and I rolled down the window. I said, do you see that, that deer? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking, it's like where, you, like where you're sitting at. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> We found out he needed glasses. <laughs> so developing the, the ability, developing the skill to be able to reach the goal and get the prize that you uh, are needing. And, and I guess that then I, I finally eventually uh, changed what I was wearing when I was hunting. The ski jacket didn't work. So I began to collect and get uh, camouflage and that kind of stuff and, and have all the attire. And eventually I got my, my gun straight. It seemed like my scope was always messed up or the gun was messed up. And finally I got a gun that was true every year. I'd go to t- target practice, boom, hit the center without doing anything else, put it back in its box. And man, when you get everything locked in and you're ready, you're dressed then you can reach the prize. Finish strong. Y'all with me? And so we are to clothe ourselves with Christ. We are to put on the whole armor of God. He said, finally, be strong. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Praise God. I can talk to you a little bit more about that side, the, the uh, visualizing, dreaming, imagining. All these things come into play for reaching your goal. Praise God. Hallelujah. Things have changed since I first started. It's like, I'm ready, huh? We are they? To, to now I'm like, shut up. I took Matt Sharon. Y'all know Pastor Matt Sharon. He's Pastor David's nephew, Tony Sharon's son, Pastor Tony Sharon's son. Well, I went hunting with him. Tony sent him with me. Oh, yeah. My first time hunting. And so I go, he goes, yeah, Matt, you going to go ahead and go with Matt. You go with Matt hunting. I'm like, okay, does Matt know what he's doing? Matt's looking at me like, you know, like, no. Like, that's great. So what little I knew about hunting, I went with Matt. We get up there. Matt wants to talk and fellowship the entire time. I said, Matt, will you shut up? We are not going to see anything up in here with you talking. Okay. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you know, it just keeps going. So finally I said, Matt, Matt, see the camp way down there? You need to head towards it right now. He goes, you serious? I said, I couldn't be more serious. <laughs> Send him on down the road. And uh, Matt laughs about that now, of course. And, and uh, 
those were some very special times of me having an influence on that, by the way. Not everybody becomes a hunter, but it's way more than hunting. It's me influencing people for God's kingdom. And that is what this is about. My goal, my vision, my pressing includes you. It's not just me. It includes you. And if I could do this well, that means I can help you to do well. Y'all with me? And, uh, and, and like, like I said, Dylan probably is a more serious about it. He's probably a better hunter than I am now because he became more serious about it than I did. Oh, yeah, he's got the app and stuff. He knows where the wind's coming from. And, I'm, and when we shoot an animal, he puts a pin in it. And we marks on the planet where he, it was killed and, and what he saw. He's got all that down. And, 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 and me, I'm just like, look, I'm still working on answering my phone, okay? And he's got all that going on. So, so if I do my job well and you surpass me, Anthony, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Because my competition isn't against you. My competition, my training, and my pressing includes you. And if it empowers you, then I've done what I am to do, and I've done it well. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. Woo-wee. Let's get, go to... Of, again, Philippians in the New Living Translation 3, 12 through 14 says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. Glory to God. Notice the pressure involved in what he's saying. The intensity, the purposefulness, if you will, that we are in this with all our consciousness. Maxwell, John Maxwell said this, You can travel the road of success wherever you are on the journey, whether you're just getting started, arriving at the middle of the trip, or approaching the end of it. You can make it. Everybody say, I can make it. You can travel the road you were designed to take, and you can finish strong. Few things worth having in life are easy, but if you persevere, it probably won't be long before you realize that you truly are successful. But no matter what happens, keep moving forward on the journey, staying true to your new definition of success. And as you go, make sure you take others with you. 1 Timothy chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 12 through 14, and this is in the New Living Translation as well. We're all very familiar with this particular passage. It says, fight the good fight for what we believe. Hold tightly to the eternal life that God has given you, which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. And I command you before God who gives life to all and before Christ Jesus who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate that you obey his commands with all purity. Everybody say all purity. purity. 
Then no one can find fault with you from now until our Lord Jesus Christ returns. So what we need to understand is that, that we are in a fight, we are in a battle, we are in a war, and uh, there are obstacles to our destination, as I've already mentioned. Uh, there are resistances. And so uh, I will have to say that not everything is the devil, just so you know. Uh, Satan is not omnipresent, and I don't believe that uh, demons are everywhere. And, and so, so, so hell and demons aren't omnipresent per se. Only God is omnipresent, which is a good thing. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. This is a good thing. But I'm just saying that, that there always is resistance to what you are trying to accomplish. And for you to do the God-appointed thing, there's going to have to be a consciousness of it. There's going to have to be an awareness of it. And it seems, it would seem that the enemy comes first with discouragement. Isn't that right? And comes with also temptation. So, so here, we all know this famous, you know, fight the good fight of faith scripture. Uh, but it's interesting that it tails off with, in, in all purity, this is how you will accomplish it. Uh, so there is a temptation. There are things that come your way to draw you out of purity because it's going to subvert your course. It's going to uh, hinder you from doing what God's called you to do. Everybody say purity. purity. Yeah, God still believes in purity. Uh, it's interesting that a lot of Christians, uh, it seems like uh, they... they they want to know, well, how much world can I have in my life and still be saved? How much can I do that God really is not really that concerned about? Is that really the mode we should have? Is that really what we should be doing? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a, a, a young girl years ago. She asked, you know, well, Pastor Andy, she said, uh, why are these girls all acting this way around the boys and how come they do stupid things with the boys and I'm like and I'm, I, I told her I said well uh, you'll know after a while <laughs> and it just she wasn't she was uh, maybe a little younger and plus she was very you know godly and her family was godly and all that kind of stuff and wasn't probably uh, maybe I don't know it seemed like only like a year later she came to me and said so what can you do that's okay I was like, uh, what? <laughs> well, apparently something changed. Isn't that right? Yeah, uh, our bodies change and chemistry changes. And pretty soon um, there is an attraction. These things are what God did, just so you know. Did you know that? The law of attraction. It's a godly thing. Yeah, for this reason, a man shall leave his you know, father and mother and be joined to his wife. Isn't that right? So, so the attraction, the draw is God's doing, uh, but you controlling yourself, yeah, that's on you. And so, so here he's talking about purity. Well, uh, it's not solely having to do uh, with sex per se or uh, promiscuity per se, but it absolutely includes it. So if you're going to finish strong, you're going to have to set some standards for purity. Yeah. Is, is the church gotten so old we don't even know this anymore or what? What's going on? Huh? Is there any young people in the room? Anybody with a libido? Raise your hand. Dear God. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. This is real, right? The struggle is real. The enemy is real. Y'all with me? I mean, everybody's kind of like going. I don't know what he's talking about. Do you know what he's talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. No, this is real. The struggle's real, right? So, so we have to see it as such when those things take place they are really actually like the enemy using those things to pull us out of our our course our path uh, so that we don't finish strong they're not just oh that's just a little thing no 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 they're big things they're big things yeah fornication is in the bible guess what right next to adultery people say well i'm not married and so it's not as big a deal really where did you get that? People say things that aren't in the Bible. Believe things that aren't in the Bible. But if we're going to finish strong, we're going to have to keep ourselves, right? Preserve ourselves. Yes, yeah, certainly, if you make a mistake, then certainly the blood of Jesus is the greatest detergent that we have. But people will use that as a credit card for sin. And Paul said, don't do that. I'm telling you that purity connected to the fight is going to be important for your life. And these shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, all in the same list. We went, oh, that's a bad sin there. This is okay, though. No, it ain't that way. Lying. Okay, can I, is everybody with me? I feel like this place is shut down. I don't know what's going on. Dear Lord, <laughs> listen, if you are married, enjoy your spouse. Go out your mind. Do whatever it is you want to do. Have a great time, please. But keep it exclusive solely and your affection towards them only because this is purity. I did not spend this much time on this in the first service. What's going on in this place? No, it's not okay for us to do this, guys. Yeah, at the gym, uh, man, the guys, they'll come up and go, mm, 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 would you look at that? I'm like, I ain't looking at that. Somebody come and say, man, that girl never wears a bra. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and, then, and then she goes by, and I, of course, guess what? I'm like, oh, no, oh, shoot. <laughs> I've been working out there for a couple years. I'm like, I never even noticed. Thanks a lot, man, you know. <laughs> now I got to go do this one. How you doing? <laughs> you <know? laughs> but we guard our hearts with all diligence. Isn't that right? Why? So that we can fight the good fight. So that we can win and so we can finish strong. Yeah, there's subtleties, subtleties, subtleties. The enemy trying to pull us out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope somebody's getting something out of this today. Glory to God. Am I out of time? Where'd the time go? Oh my goodness. Oh my. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. I believe we have some great people right here in this room. We have a great work to do. 
We have a, a planet to take over. We have a city to reach that has a reputation of the opposite. We have a great fight. We have a great battle to win here in the city. But we have to win the battle in our own lives. And say, how do you have success? How do you win this? You know, I always like the story. I'll, I'll just end with this story of Winston Churchill. He, he was on the, one of the beaches there, I guess, in England, I guess. And a, a college student came and said, sir, I would like to know the secret of success. And, of course, he acted like he kind of ignored. And he started walking towards the water and went out into the water up to his waist, you know. And this, this young boy's just patiently waiting to hear his answer. And so he grabs this boy's head, shoves him into the water, and holds him there. And the kid thought it was funny at first until he was done breathing. You know what I'm saying? Where he couldn't hold his breath any longer. And so he starts fighting, Winston Churchill fighting, fighting, fighting. And, and uh, then all of a sudden, he, uh, Winston Churchill lets go of him. And he comes up and he's coughing, he's sputtering. He's like, man, were you trying to kill me? Why did you do that? And Winston told him, he said, when you want success, like you just want it there, you can have it. When you want to win, when you want to gain the prize, and it becomes your focus and your attention, everything faded out. Air became the boy's priority. If you make pleasing God, honoring God, and doing what God wants you to do, your priority, that's when you'll have it.